What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, May 5th, 2023. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Bless May the 5th be with you. May the 5th be with you, everybody. How are you doing, Bless? I'm doing pretty good. I have, I've had better weeks. I've been yeah. dealing with a weird eye thing. Mm. Yeah. My right eye has been swollen for what feels like forever. And so I've been, and I've been trying to figure out some doctor's visits and they're, don't give me the one bear. Take the one off me. Don't <laughs> uh, but I've been like trying to organize doctor's visits and like God, the healthcare system just sucks. That's hard. In this country. I hate it so much. And so yeah. that's how I'm doing, but I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for next week. Right. We got yeah. Zelda coming in. Oh God, no, <gasps> God, no, bear, please, please. Bear. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Right. We got big games coming out. Sad about Red i'm not mm -hmm. going to talk about on about that on content but like man i really wanted that game to be at least decent have you played yet or no i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna boot it up like i mm -hmm. I, I, I was looking forward to it so much as an arcane person i've talked about so much how much i you know enjoyed games like dishonored love games like prey love death loop and how much i believe in that studio and then the game came out and i was reminded i was like i guess they also worked on wolfenstein youngblood and i hated wolfenstein youngblood and this seems more akin to that um but yeah i i hate seeing studios i love take l's uh like that but i hope Whatever they come out with next, I'm sure Arcane Leon is working on either the next Death Loop or the next core game and a Dishonored type thing. And so I'm, ho I'm hoping to see that. But it does clear out my month a bit to where I can just focus on Zelda and Lego 2K Racers. Ooh, yeah. yeah. When's that coming out? That's coming out at the end of the month. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm so excited for the Lego 2K. I, can't even, I don't even know if that's the right name for it. Yeah. Because the name is I so mean, dude, You're going to have to rush through Zelda. You got to get Zelda done so that you can give Lego 2K Racers the, the love it deserves oh, yeah. for the what? week maybe before yeah, before like street fighter and when i so june 22nd i'll, I'll pull Fantasy up blessing 16. super fun game release all right i got you when exactly is diablo and when exactly is street fighter 6 because i keep it in my yeah. mind just being like oh they're both first week of june okay so lego 2k drive which is the name of the game that's coming out may 19th and so okay. i got a good get good amount of time there where i can focus focus in on it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll knock that. I'll knock out Zelda before Lego. Trust one, me, I'm a gamer. One I'm a, day, Zelda, I'm a gamer. Uh, but yeah, Lego 2K Drive, the big open world game that we're all looking forward to. That's going to take us weeks and weeks and weeks to play through. I'm going to get pick that up on May 19th. Hopefully, I get a review code a few weeks ahead of that one. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, Street Fighter 6 is June 2nd. June fucking second. Street Fighter 6 kicks off when is summer game fest because that actually june scares 8th, me i think Fuck. Uh, yeah man that's that is well, wild that's wild because diablo 4 is june 6th fuck Woo -wee. Yeah, like, that's gonna be we're living out here whether you like playing games being games being announced movies the time to be alive tv shows what a time great. to be alive pop it off left and right Heck yeah, um, man and of course lego 2k racer Let's lego go. 2k drive let's, let's go man 2K drive 2K the big drive. game of the year contender for the year i can't wait for it <laughs> oh man but we're not talking about that today today we're talking about possible hints at a superman game we might have our movie johnny cage and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know you can get it of course live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can also watch it later as a video on roosterteeth.com or youtube if you want it as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you uh the cool thing is if you want to go above and beyond, beyond. patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go where you can support the show you can get the show ad free you can be a patreon producer just like the homie delaney twining we appreciate you so very very much if you want to be part of the show you got to go to kind of funny.com slash kfgd where you can write in your questions we might read them on the show you can go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong to correct us when we get things wrong which is not going to happen today not on this Friday. Bless. Not today. Not I don't think today. So. We, don't say that too day. too early because we do have a story about 
Pleon? Pleon. Pleon. Oh, no. We have a big story about Pleon, and so that's going to come with a lot of your wrongs. Yeah. Because, of course, Pleon is under Embracer, but also uh, Pleon also is over Deep Silver. Uh, and then, like, somewhere in there is Koch Media. No, Koch Media was, was Koch Media yeah. and then turned into They had Pleon. a confusing name, and now they don't. Okay. That's where is TSU Nordic in all this? <laughs> uh, remember patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go to support us to the max a little housekeeping for you after kfgd we are streaming eight player rumble sus and we're giving away copies of the game in a sponsored stream you're gonna want to be there we're gonna get eight people around this desk uh i think we're gonna have a great time it's gonna be fun y'all should check that out and uh a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now where they're talking about if playstation's at risk of having a redfall that sounds like a fun conversation that's very scary. Yeah, it was a very fun conversation. It was another one of us talking about what the live service output is going to look like for PlayStation. And if we're at risk, you know, one of the things we talk about is Naughty Dog eventually is going to put out that multiplayer game that they've been working on, right? The last was Faction, the uh -huh. last was multiplayer game, whatever they call it. And we've seen beloved studios put out games that is different from what they're usually doing and come out and flop, right? Redfall yeah. had a lot of faith in Arcane. Mm -hmm. Boom. Flop. Um, Cyberpunk had a lot of faith in, in CD Project Red. Boom, flying like that happens. On the other side, we've seen a lot of success stories, right? We've, we've seen, seen, seen Gorilla. They go from Resistance to Horizon. Yep. You know, we've seen Tango go from all their games, Evil Within and um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, yep. to High Fire Rush. High Fire Rush. So, you know, yeah. hey, hey, listen, I got faith in Naughty Dog, but my faith has proven me <laughs> proven me wrong in the past. And so, go check out that episode. I think it's a fantastic conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Other housekeeping stuff for you here. Um, like we've been saying, we're testing out something new right now. We're doing a post show in between Games Daily and the stream where you can write in on YouTube, Super Chats, uh, and we'll answer your questions about stories from the show. Um, you can also use your Twitch resub message to write in questions, and we'll answer those as well. Mike or Andy will join us, and we'll answer the questions. I love it. It's going to be a fun time for everybody. Uh, today we're brought to you by Honey and uh, Rocket Money, but... We'll tell you about that later. Uh, one last bit of housekeeping I want to add here is uh, the Jedi Survivor spoiler cast uh, with Greg and Barrett is up now. Um, if I remember correctly, it's a bonus episode of Gamescast. So there was two episodes of Gamescast this week. Was is that wrong? No, was the other yeah, the, the, no this is the uh, Gamescast. There was two week. X casts. That's what it yes. was. Yeah. A lot of gaming content. A lot of great gaming content this week on Kind of Funny. Um, but yeah, definitely. Would, would, would you believe that even though earlier you said we're going to get nothing wrong, you've already gotten something majorly wrong? You know, it's okay. It's okay. How because dare they, you no one was say that Gorilla no one, oh, <laughs> made resistance? Yeah. yeah. They made Kill Zone. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Honestly, Whose I get it. problem is like, that? Who, you know like, what I mean? It's listen. Fine. It's fine. It's fair. It's the same. All right? They're making the same game for a while. Kill Zone resistance. Who cares? I'm just kidding. Resistance is pretty fun. Yeah. But still, who cares? Yeah. My point still stands. Okay? My point still stands. Um, but fuck my point. For now, let's begin with whatever is and will fuck be the point. Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> we have five stories today. <laughs> Story number one is Warner Brothers Discovery Boss hinting at a Superman game. This comes from Derek Strickland at Tweak Town. I love that name for a site. Uh, what it's, about this? it's one of those site names where wherever I, whenever I see that name, I'm like, is this even reputable? <laughs> like, I've seen Tweaktown enough to where I know they're a reputable site, but the name would make you think different. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, like what, what tweak, tweaky person, tweak, like it's a PC gamer thing, tweak tuning, like all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, still, so it, it's still funny though. You yeah. Know? 
Um, Warner Brothers Discovery boss David Zaslov teases a new teases new games that could release alongside DC feature films, including a new Superman interactive experience. <laughs> Uh, in a recent uh, Q1 23 earnings call, uh, WB Discovery CEO David Zaslov spoke about the power and flexibility of the company's video games profile. More specifically, Zaslov discussed how its wealth of wholly owned IP franchises could encompass all forms of interactive entertainment from feature length films to games. Zaslov points to Hogwarts Legacy's significant billion dollar overperformance. Oh my God! A billion dollar overperformance uh, as a key example on how the company's IP could blend across movies and games moving forward, while directly mentioning the new Superman Legacy film from James Gunn. Uh, "Quote: We have a very good gaming business with eleven different studios and a real talented capability. But the real differentiator for us as a company is that we own our IP. That IP belongs to us. We're developing it, and in some cases, we may choose to develop it with a third-party game technology company." It's fucking weird. I love the way he talks about yeah. that. It's just so like third party one game of us, homie. technology <laughs> company. All right, you CEO of a big business. <laughs> uh, we may be the only media company that owns, whether it be the DC Universe, Harry Potter, all the content that we own, Game of Thrones. That's for us to deploy. That's for us to deploy, bless. Like he's like a military leader. <laughs> I think that's deploy particularly... the Game of Thrones game. <laughs> I think it's particularly important strategically. If you look at Hogwarts Legacy, a big piece of the success of that game is that you go into it. What? You're you're gonna get into a lot of like, oh, this is a man who doesn't play games talking about video games. So gotcha. prepare yourself okay. because that's the okay. least of the Let's, corny shit he says. Jacking it off. Hold on. He's, he's taking his jacket off. Yeah, for audio listeners, yeah, that was totally appropriate. Uh, if you're a player, you go into that game and you're in that world. That's kind of a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was gaming and it was storytelling, and now dot dot dot. It's very difficult to understand what the definition of the metaverse is. You're right. I mean, it is David wrong. Zaslav. You yeah. ain't wrong. He's not wrong about that. It's I'm, difficult to understand. Plus, I'm dying is. with this. Is the Friday shit that I needed yeah, right now. No. <laughs> the quote continues: When we launch a product on Max or HBO, the <laughs> Max. I love that they had to fucking get it in there. Uh, and when we have a game, that game belongs to us. But now there's this in betweener. It may be the next couple of years that we launch a Superman movie and. People spend more time, and there's some more economics of people just hanging out in the Superman world and universe. What are you saying? This is fucking hilarious. Uh, the fact that we own all of that is something that I think is going to be really important as we look forward. As technology develops, and given the amount of time that people spend on gaming, we don't want to be in the motion picture and long-form storytelling business and have somebody else in the business of hanging out in those worlds. Those worlds are going to be quite profitable in the years ahead. I know. I, when you started the story, did mm -hmm. you think you were going to end up here? No, yeah. I didn't. I thought there was going to be at least a couple more like clear hints at a Superman game. Mm -hmm. This is just a lost man who just owns a lot of things. He owns a lot. Of, he, I own stuff. That's exactly. I it. own stuff, and that stuff is owned by me. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I own Harry Potter, and I own like Game of Thrones, and I own Superman, and I guess I own video games studios too. And yeah. so, like, video games. There's there's these worlds that you go into. You can go in there. Is, that, go is it the, the metaverse? Do we own the metaverse? We might own. I a think metaverse. we own the metaverse. We have the, the possibility of it. I. This is all so much speak from somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about but i do think it is interesting that he brings up uh superman which could be him just spouting out ips he owns and going mm -hmm. oh yeah and this could work if we wanted to have people live and breathe in that world but also brings up the question of why haven't you put out a superman game where people can live and breathe in that world right like that feels and seems like such a slam dunk and i know we have this conversation of how do you make a superman game where you don't feel overpowered how do you limit down superman without it feeling uh, feeling cheap what are the studios that make a great superman game and i think we bring up the 
Telltale's a lot in terms of, oh, yeah, just mm-hmm. make it narrative and choice-driven and not, like, make it an action game. But I feel like, realistically, we want a Superman action game, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the Telltale thing, like, that's great and that's, that's cool. cool. That's, that's a cool an audience and whatever. But that is, that is very different. That, to me, that a Telltale superhero game is the equivalent of comic books, superhero comic books. There are many, many, many millions of fans of comic books. There are not nearly as many fans as there are of the films, yeah. right? I think it's the same thing there, where Insomniac Spider-Man is the equivalent to major motion picture superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. Blockbuster ones. And people want that for Superman. Um, and I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't get the vibe that it's actually going to. Yeah, a lot of people have run with um, this earnings call to say that like it seems like he is hinting towards it. And I think he's just using Superman as an example. But I do think it is interesting when you when they are talking about their top IP. You know, he's talking about Harry Potter, which... Like just sold uh, for a, b- a billion dollars, right? Like billion dollars extra. Yeah, like top of what they expect. Billion, a billion dollar overperformance in terms of the Harry Potter game, right? And we talked about recently they're making a a Harry Potter uh, Quidditch game, and it's like, oh yeah, dude, make all the Harry Potter games because you're gonna make money off of it on the bis- on the business side of things. I can understand exactly how you get there. I think that is going to translate to them being, all right, let's double down on IP. And weirdly enough, they've already been in that place. WB is weird and interesting because they are a video game publisher. And you can't say that about a lot of other, like what we look at as entertainment uh, companies that we, we know for comics, TV, movies, right? Like they own the IP. And like, honestly, and this is me repeating some of what he's saying. And actually a lot of it is legitimate. They own the IP and they can make the video games because they have, top of their class video game developers yeah they can make an injustice video game with netherrealm because netherrealm is one of the best in the game they can make a wonder woman game with uh monolith. with monolith yeah right because monolith has put out bangers in the past monolith also put out um their uh, shadows of mortar mm-hmm. uh, shadow of mortar right like yeah like you can do that and if you're going through this rolodex of big ip that you own you get to superman at some point right like you announced a wonder woman game last year that's Superman has to be around the corner, especially for the way they're talking about this now, talking about their biggest IP. Is that crazy to think that we're going to see a Superman game soon? I don't think it's crazy to think. I I don't think it's something that we should expect. I I think for everything you said earlier, Superman is difficult. And I also think that Superman is not like the top IP. IP. Um, I, I mean, it's Batman, right? And that's kind of always been the case. But I think especially in recent times, the game changer is... The DCU, James Gunn's vision of what this is going to be. Does it turn around? Can it make Superman? Can James Gunn do for Superman what he did for Guardians of the Galaxy? And I know that's a ridiculous thing to say, but Superman is like needs a rebirth at this point, right? After watching Guardians 3 last night, it's been the most convinced that I think he's going to fucking nail the Superman movie. I mean, that's the thing. Guardians so good, dude. Right? Oh, it's so fucking good. Our interview is later today. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Uh, but like, I, I think that I agree with you guys. Like, I think that the, that the DC Superman movie is going to be good. It's going to be James Gunn. I think it's going to like save Superman. Not that he fully needs saving, but I think mm-hmm. that... There's a uh, a blemish on the brand right now. That's the thing is, I think w- when you talk about Superman to the mainstream, there's not really a connection in terms of this is my Superman product that I yeah. love unabashedly. There's just a lot of like mid Superman out there, unless you're like a comic book reader or if you watch the cartoons exactly. and stuff. There are there is and this is me saying there's no good Superman out there, right? Because there is, but not on the movie scale. Like there are fantastic Batman movies, right? Or on the TV scale, I know there are like Superman stuff, but, but it doesn't I mean, oh, resonate yeah. on that level when we talk about the the, the big yeah. things. But I think something that's interesting you bring up, you bring up is that Batman is more of a top IP when we're talking about the importance of IP. Is that true? Like. I know Batman is there in terms of quality in, in, in those bigger products, but I feel like Superman is, is 
the name when you talk about if i went to my mom it'd be like name a superhero the first one she's naming is superman i, I think that that's you maybe you're right about your mom but i mm -hmm. think that like good the mainstream thing of like where we're at now it's batman batman's like one of the most googled things every year it has been for like mm. 20 years at this point like batman i think because it's had so much success in so many different media where quality animated shows quality live action shows quality live action movies multiple live action quality movies like games that were incredible like batman has worked in so many different formats and what you're saying of like a lot of people don't have their superman a lot of people do but we're talking about like the broad like i would mainstream. say majority of people listening to the show right now have something that they're like that's my batman and i mm. i'm willing to bet yeah. they don't have something that, that that's their superman i know? agree with that i don't like, i don't i don't mean i don't either right like the closest thing i could think of is maybe even like supergirl <laughs> uh -huh. on uh on cw and like beyond that beyond i'm just not a big superman person but i'll play a superman video game if they were to put one out and nail it um and i think that's the thing is you wb wants to make that a thing they want to give people their superman mm -hmm. that's why james gunn is working on the superman movie and he's like revamping the, the dc universe and he's leading off with the superman legacy thing it's because superman is the center of it all I think that should be the case for video games as well. Like, I think people should have a Superman video game that they're able to look at and go, oh, this was the one in the way that we look at it at the Arkham franchise for Batman or even the, the Spider-Man Insomniac franchise for, for Spider-Man. Superman should have one of those because Superman is one of the most popular names or one of the most recognizable names uh, we have for comic book superheroes. Like, he is the icon. Why don't we have that? Yeah. I Like, that... I. I think the tough thing is figuring out what studios, what studio will you I, I mean, the, the, it and how you I think make the biggest it. answer to why don't we have that is like it's hard, <laughs> like it's sure. hard in so many ways. Like, but to to nail Superman, like even the, the Rogues Gallery, like I feel like Pete, the mainstream has a familiarity with Batman villains to the point that the Joker, I would argue, is more popular than Superman. And I feel like wow. like that alone, and I, I don't even think it's close at this point. Mm. But um, even then, you go underneath Joker to the other villains. It's like I. I Walk up to someone on the street and say, name Batman villains. They probably could. Yeah. Or even your mom. Name a Batman villain. She probably could. Name a Superman villain. It ain't no. happening. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. Um, but anyways, like, going off just the Superman side of this, like, I do think it is important to talk about here, like, this guy owns a lot of shit, all right? <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Um, but we, we've talked so much. I mean, like, looking at Warner Brothers uh, Discovery as a whole right now and seeing all the choices that they've made with every vertical that they've had mm -hmm. um some things make sense some things seem to not make sense at all some things seem like bad choices but the video game side of it has been very interesting where we've seen some what we would call bad choices yes. recently um gotham knights everything we've, we've seen so far uh, suicide squad kill the justice league um doesn't have the same gravitas that the arkham game games had or even injustice or mm -hmm. um it's, it's like weird that. when you look go through the catalog of hogwarts legacy came out and mm -hmm. it was it, i mean over a billion dollars over performing right like that came out and it was a, a, a big hit uh gotham knights flop multiverses was a hit and then kind of flopped and then yeah. like, that's in that weird place of we'll see in a year i guess uh lego star wars the skywalker saga i think that was good for the most part i think people uh, yeah, was, enjoyed yeah, that definitely. um good. then you go back for blood it was which i forgot was wb but they published it um mortal Kombat, which has been a hit right mortal Kombat's been killing it um uh, and i guess you go further back to things like shadow of mordor and others um it's weird because i look at wb when i think of them as a publisher generally quality but they do have like those hit those, yeah. uh, those hits and misses and, and that's the thing is like i think that overall their output is 
I would say great. Like I think yeah. that they they you said it earlier. I forgot the word you used, but like they have this suite of incredibly talented developers. Like yeah. they they've got the stuff. They have the IP. They have the teams. They have the the publishing side, the distribution. Side, everything there is like they have it. It's just a matter of can they make the gaming side work when they're also struggling to do so many other things because they're respond they own this IP, but that means they're responsible for the IP in every form. So when the IP fails in one form, it affects it in others. Right. Mm -hmm. So the kind of public understanding of Superman right now and a game coming out is like based on our understanding of Superman in movies and TV shows and all that stuff. So there's just like so many moving parts to get things right. When you get it right, it's this beautiful synergy, right? And mm -hmm. we've seen that like with Spider-Man and the MCU and all that stuff. Uh, but even that isn't foolproof. Guardians of the Galaxy, really good game. Yeah. Like I think that the majority of people that played it like enjoyed that game and there's a lot of good there. Didn't sell well despite yeah. being tied to one of the biggest properties in the world. Um, so I feel like, and, and that was a very talented team that has proven themselves before, and they delivered with this one. So running a game studio like side of things is extremely difficult, and when you also need to keep all these other things in mind, I'm very worried about the future of WB Games. That, that's really? the, the long way of getting there. Just because I feel like they need a leader at the top that's owning the game side and it sounds like it's this guy who just likes owning stuff. Yeah, this guy is like, he's, I mean, the general WB. I guess that is, that's a good point, actually. Does WB, WB games must have a head, right? They must. So, but they, they just don't have a face. Yeah. They don't have somebody coming out and being like, they don't have like a, a yeah, like just a face coming out and be like, hey, this is WB games. This is what our synergy looks like. We're a family, all this stuff. Because they, I don't think they are a family, right? Like, I don't know if their studios work and collab together the way that we think of uh, Ubisoft or PlayStation Studios. Exactly. Like, what that, Xbox that, is that, trying to get to. That's my point is like, Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. You know all the teams are part of it. WB Games, it's kind of like... It's oh, like, yeah, we they, just happen to own a like bunch of They own NetherRealm. It all comes back to owning. They yeah. own NetherRealm. They own Monolith. They own, but it, they don't feel like partners. They don't feel like they're in the same family at all. It's mm -hmm. just they happen to be working on DC games. You could, you could you imagine a WB Games where they did have that and they had somebody like a... Um, I'm trying to think of who, maybe like a John Drake or somebody who's like, I understand video games. Mm -hmm. I understand how this stuff works. And I'm going to work with the WB Games Studios to create like a video game, like a cinematic universe might be pushing it too far, but we're creating this like holistic experience around these games, right? You might see a Superman appear in a Wonder Woman cutscene and then like end up having his own game. Like, kind of creating this family of, uh, of of IP, making their IP feel like more of a family of, of IP and pushing it in that way. That sounds like it could be incredible. Yeah. And, and again, they are uniquely poised. They're uniquely positioned to be able to have something like that, right? Mm -hmm. w, or, uh, Marvel games, they go to, to developers that they think fit right with a product, which works for them because that's a really good way to and do it. Marvel games has a leader. Yeah, like, Marvel games Marvel has Marvel games has a team that that's what they're doing. That's their strategy. Yeah. Like that makes so much sense. They don't own the they don't development own, teams, but like that allows them to go to Insomniac, you know. But like, but WB does. WB own, is like literally the opposite, right? Yeah. Where like they do own the IP and they own the studios and they could work together more to create something big and huge. They just don't have. It seems like right. This is me. This is me talking. Is we've not we've not ever seen a face of WB come out and really talk about it and really go, hey, this is what we're working on. They don't have somebody pulling that stuff together and trying to aim it in a direction and i think that's how we get gotham knights being one game and then hogwarts legacy being quality absolutely there's there's so much i love this this is such a good conversation yeah. here in the chat i see uh, all that you saying video game development's hard enough without attempting to have cross studio synergy with a shared universe we're not saying shared universe we're mm -hmm. saying like the shared understanding of wb games what that means and like not that every dc game needs to connect yeah but that like, there's an expectation of quality 
among them in the way that we've kind of seen with Marvel games. And again, to your point earlier, they're not all going to hit. Not every Marvel no. games game has uh, been good. Like some of them have been Avengers. terrible, <laughs> right? Like, uh, but it's like at least taking the swings and all that. And uh, to your point about John Drake, every studio should have a John Drake. Yes. I, I wish we could clone that man because I feel like games would just be better in every single way if every studio had John Drake. One thousand uh, running shit. Um, but it's interesting the DC side of things. Technically, James Gunn is going to be running the games. Like he said that the games are part of the DCU and he's in charge of that stuff. Yeah, which, which like <laughs> which I, I, dude, I don't know like, about that, but I know like that's yeah. like, again too too much shit that you gotta uh, get figured out. But are you excited for the Wonder Woman game? Like, do you think that's gonna come out and, and it's gonna hit? Um, I I'm hopeful for it. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't know anything about it, but knowing the team, knowing their previous experience, and it's Wonder Woman. Like, for all the shit that we've talked of, like, uh, so you're you're telling me that Rocksteady is making a games as a service suicide we don't want suicide squad we don't want that shit monolith making a wonder woman thing that's like oh yeah that so is this what makes we, sense th this is what we we want right so yeah i think i think there's no reason not to be hopeful for this one okay right yeah i'm right there with you i'm i'm not a big wonder woman person uh like i, I think <laughs> wonder, <laughs> wonder woman 1984 might have done the most damage mm -hmm. ever <laughs> to a character for me my perception of them um but yeah, like I've like similar to how we talk about like a lot of people just don't have their super. I guess my Superman would be the cartoon Superman from Cartoon Network, but I digress. Um, I don't really have my my Wonder Woman either. And I, I, for the video game, because I like what Monolith does, I've enjoyed the Shadow of Mordor games uh, so much, and I think the idea of just an action game where you're playing as Wonder Woman could be neat. I'm willing to go into it and be like, all right, let's see if this is my Wonder Woman, and if it hits, I think that's going to be be a big thing. But it's also I'm not excited about it necessarily. I think I'm excited for people who are excited about mm -hmm. it, but I'm going into it like, all right, let's see what this is. I'm not yeah, a player. Yeah. I'm not to check it out. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. I want to move on to story number two here, Bless, if you will so allow. I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> play on. There you go. That's right. Play That's right. on uh, is restructuring and layoffs are planned. Uh, this comes from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. PlayOn is restructuring its games publishing business, which is expected to result in layoffs. Uh, sources close to the matter have told us a number of jobs are at stake as the publisher, which rebranded from Koch Media last year, merges multiple publishing labels into one. A slide from an internal presentation shared with us shows the company plans to drop three of its publishing labels, Deep Silver, Prime Matter, and Ravenscourt, and instead publish all associated titles under the PlayOn brand. Sources tell us the aim is to produce fewer titles at a higher quality. Okay. Um, gamesindustry.biz reached out to play on for comment and clarification a company representative told us the restructuring was part of a simplifying our business or, sorry simplifying our publishing operations and that it will likely only affect around five to six jobs the company employs over 2,000 uh, they also emphasized that this is not an immediate change but part of a process that will take up to 12 months titles may even be published under deep silver prime matter and raven's court over the next couple of years so I think there's two sides of the story. One, that it sucks when layoffs happen. And of course, our heart goes out to people who may end up losing their job uh, from this, right? It sounds like they're only talking about this likely only affect five to six jobs, uh, which I think in the grand scheme, when you look at how many layoffs have been happening in the games industry, it's on the better side of like, okay, that's a lower number, but even still, right? Like that's still a number of people losing their jobs. And so I think that sucks. On the other hand, them consolidating some of these uh, publishers is probably good. Right? I know we joke a lot about like what the fuck is Embracer, what the fuck is like THQ Nordic versus mm -hmm. all these other things because it's a lot of it's weird. Embracer is like <laughs> Embracer is a is a big company that is filled with like a lot of mid, right? And I say this with 
love and respect, but man, like, do have they not put out the uh, the hits? Um, but you know, you look through the the operating groups, and that of course I'm not speaking for all of them, right? Like Crystal Dynamics is one of the operating groups slash Idols Montreal, and like they have they've had uh, their wins. But like you go you go under that of Embracer, the big company, and you have the operating groups Play On, Tasty Nordic, et cetera, et cetera. When you go under Play On, that's where things get murky in terms of who are you? <laughs> like like when what was the do you know what can you name a Ravens Court game? No. I couldn't name a Ravens Court no. game. Prime Matter, I know because of a very bad press like, conference. I, I know Prime Matter from like the logo splash before some games that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, like that, and that's the thing is Prime Matter, I know because we watched that E3 showcase um where we thought it was gonna be Koch Media and it was gonna be like Saints Row and a bunch of cool games, and it ended up being um like scars above and like a tease of payday three and then like a bunch of random uh random other stuff um and then like um yeah raven's core i'm like i don't i don't even know uh but yeah like i think combining these things into one is going to do better for what they're talking about in terms of let's slow down a little bit and put out the quality because right now from these studios i don't think we're seeing a lot of quality not many people talked about scars above and that released a couple of months ago now that looked like a returnal type game i should be all about that game but i heard no conversation about it and i looked at one trailer and i was like all right it seems fine um i think it's good that they're trying to to, to lean up because it's very it's, it's very confusing i'm still of the mind though that i think embracer should find like a way to bring these publishers even more together and consolidate more i mean ideally without the layoffs consolidate layoffs with branding like yeah that, that's the thing it's like not, like it's like figuring the shit out like like uh, there, there's so many ways to tackle this uh story but i think that the the most important thing is like what you're saying is like these these layoffs need to stop and it sucks that they're going to continue to happen here but this one does seem different this does seem more just like yeah. a more traditional normal like hey we're trying to write the ship thing here as opposed to like hey we're taking advantage of a really shady situation in the world right now um which a lot of the other ones in recent times have felt like um they need to figure this out because if they want these games to work and they if they want to get to quality titles which they're saying is the goal like mm -hmm. at least they're saying that you know and yeah. whether or not that's true we'll have to wait and see uh with the results in the the coming years but at least that is uh the the word the the lip service that they're they're putting out there as opposed to what we've seen from other companies that don't have any reason for what they're doing mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm, I'm with you that they they do need to consolidate the branding to make it more clear so that we understand when there's an any of these damn showcases i think showcases are where it comes down to like we don't need a deep silver showcase and a prime matter showcase and a raven's court showcase and an embracer showcase and yeah it's ridiculous like, we don't need it's all like, that get it so that we all understand like allow us to be excited about these things or it's like hey we're gonna see a lot of these mid games but there might be one that's higher than mid and that's the point and that and i yeah that's the point of this like if i go i'm on the prime matter website right now and i'm looking at them their list of games and if i like i'm gonna read to you some of these games right they got payday three mm -hmm. which is cool like people like payday a lot and so hopefully that comes out and is another one of those that is able to stick with people they got crossfire legion dolman motto anomalies encased Gungrave Gore. Remember the Gungrave Gore? No. The Last Ori Crew. Scars Above. The Chant. Echoes of the End. Mountain Blade 3. Bannerlord. They have a working title. <laughs> well, I don't know why you would list it on your website. Uh, the New Painkiller. Phoenix Point. Iron Harvest. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Outward. Wasteland 3. And then System Chuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those are some games. There, there's, those, those are, are games. games. Those are games. You're, you know what, Bless? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Listen. Yeah. Prime well, Matter, we put out games. Play on, everybody. Yeah. Play on. I hope System Shock is good. I know people are excited about that one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, hey, everybody. Check out um, patreon.com slash kind of funny to get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's some ads.
Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as the Honey guy dances it searches for coupons it can find for the site. And if it finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. We hear it kind of funny. You've been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to set, forget, and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It also works on your iPhone. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you. You out there, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. But by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash kinda funny. Some breaking news, everybody. Um, Nintendo tweeted, get ready for Legend of Zelda fans. We will be hosting a special live stream leading up to the Nintendo New York City midnight launch of Tears of the Kingdom. You can tune in on May 11th. Alfredo Diaz's birthday, uh, starting at 6.45 p.m. PT, 9.45 Eastern, to watch Nintendo Treehouse Live and more. Really quick, Um, I just want to shout out your breaking news little jingle. It sounds like the beginning of the Cowboy Bebop theme song. Yeah, I like that. What a, what a freaking slap, man. That, that right there is a slap. Let's go. Sure. Um, but yeah, cool. I, d- I think that's just going to be like a more fun like launch event thing. I don't think there's going to be any news from it or anything like that. Yeah. But I th- This is one of the times where like I wish I could be there for the midnight launch, right? Like be in New York, be at Nintendo, um, the what, Nintendo store. Nintendo World. Nintendo World. Like I Have you been there? Uh, to the Nintendo store in New York once, yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, st- I still got to go to Super Mario World, though, in, in um, oh. L.A., um one of these days i'll go but yeah that's very exciting i think it makes sense for them to do, to, uh, to do this and i'm hoping like I'm, I'm hoping this is like a special time i hope i'm hoping we all come together and we're like oh man a, um, a video game we've been waiting years and years and years for it's finally come out let's all bond let's all have Love a good it. time i want that energy for this and so Go get him, Nintendo. Go get him, Nintendo. Story number three, Mortal Kombat 2, the movie, may have found its Johnny Cage. Uh, this comes from Alex Stedman at IGN. Mortal Kombat 2 is closing in on its Johnny Cage. Carl Urban is in final negotiations to play the iconic game character in the sequel to 2021's Mortal Kombat. A source close to the production confirms to IGN. Uh, the rap first broke the news. 
For his part, Urban's no stranger to massive franchises. He's currently starring in Prime Video superhero satire The Boys, which wrapped production on season four last month. Hell yes. That's good. And previously appeared in Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, the Star Trek movies, and Chronicles of Riddick series and Thor Ragnarok. Um, really fucking cool. I yeah. feel like The Miz was the obvious answer, and they I, were kind of like pushing for it. Yeah, they robbed the they Miz. They robbed The Miz, but I do like Carl Urban. Th so. That's my thing. I can't, I can't be mad at yeah, my boy it's a, it's a good casting. Yeah. It's a good casting. I'm excited to hopefully see him play like a different character than we see him play in the like, I feel like that is, when I think of Carl Urban, I think of his boy's character specifically, and I feel like I usually see him in that kind of role. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings, and I never will. <laughs> um, and so I'm used to Have you watched Star Trek? <laughs> no. Okay, well, you should. And oh, he's, he's not so that character at all. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no. God, he's so good. I just associate him so good. with just that boy's character. That's all I know of Carl Urban. I'm sure I've seen him in something else, but like... Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and, Thor, and I feel like he's kind of that character, too, in Thor Ragnarok. He's kind of more of like a bumbling idiot guy yeah, with guns. Kind of but isn't that the same thing as the boys? He's a bumbling no, idiot. No, he's not an idiot at all. He's a rough, tough badass. Who's really depressed and an <laughs> alcoholic, you know? Like... He's an idiot in both You guys, <laughs> Star Trek 2009. I'm not saying watch all of them. Just uh -huh. the first movie. I think you're in a lot. But also Star Trek Beyond also kicks ass. I'm not trying to oversell. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think we can get him on one. Anyway, Carl Urban's a fucking boss. Yeah. I'd love, I'm, I'm, I'd love I, him as this. I like, yeah, imagining him in, the, uh, in this role as like the Hollywood, you know, sunglasses mm -hmm. on. I'm, I'm better than everybody, but also I'm kicking ass. Mm -hmm. I want to see him I pull out some martial arts. I want to see Carl Urban really like, you know, do the punches and kicks. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I want him to see him do like one of those jump kicks. Well, th see, that's why I think The Miz would have been so good. Yeah. Like, the Miz just looks right. For the part, and he moves right, like yeah, and he has just that that he, he is presence. Hollywood man, like it just it totally works. But yeah, um, I'm excited for Carl Urban being a part of this movie because I feel like the Mortal Kombat movies need a bit more like star power, um, mm. because the the last one, fun movie, but like not good. And no. uh, I think the biggest issue with the film was the fact that it main character was like a fucking original creation, one thousand was lame as shit. And, it like, felt like a character creator character. Yeah, exactly. What was and, his like, name? Cole Young. Oh my, Cole something or other. Yeah, but it was not not entertaining. No, um, but um, I'm I'm hoping that um, Carl that man showed up on a reality show called Bling Empire. Started dating. Oh, I've one. heard of Bling Empire. Yeah, he dated oh. one of them for a while. I don't know if they're still together. I hope so. Interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping Johnny Cage is like the main character of this one. Like, just act like Cole Young didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I'd be so no, down for that. Oh my god! Pull a so. Mortal Kombat deception. Movie starts off. Oh. Cole Young is dead. dead. <laughs> Dude. And then he comes back as zombie Cole Young. <laughs> Fine. If, if they must. If they do that, if they I, I'd be down for it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, excited about this. Um, we'll see where it goes. But, hey, man, Carl Urban, man. Put him in everything. He's a fucking gem. He seems cool. Um, story number four. Riot Games will compensate 1,548 women for gender discrimination. This comes from Anthony Wood at IGN. Over 1,500 Riot Games and hundreds of Activision Blizzard workers are receiving compensation after the companies settled lawsuits for gender dis discrimination, workplace harassment, and other serious grievances. As reported by Axios, the new details come by way of a court filing by Rust Consulting, which managed the settlement process on behalf of the claimants. Back in 2021, Riot Games settled a class action gender discrimination lawsuit, agreeing to pay former and current workers compensation from a pool of $100 million. 
Um, according to the new filing, each of the over 1,500 claimants will receive an initial payment ranging from 2,500 to 5K with additional damages up to a cap of 40K also paid out depending on whether the worker was a contractor or full-time staff and the length of time spent at the company. Seven individuals opted out of the settlement. The legal action against Riot Games began in 2018 when two employees, one current and one former, sued the company following the release of a damning investigative report by Kotaku, which laid bare the culture of sexual discrimination and harassment that had taken root at the company. The plaintiffs also sought damages for breaches relating to the California Equal Pay Act. Um, treat people right. Treat don't don't people get right, to the right. point where you need to get sued for being an asshole. Yeah, I'm glad that um, these workers are getting their money. Love to see, uh, love to see that. This, of course, has been an ongoing story for years and years. I feel like Riot was one of the first of like the major hey, this workplace sucks for a certain group of people working here, right? Like, there's a lot of discrimination against women, and the, the work environment here is toxic and very masculine in terms of what they're pushing and what the, the work culture is here, and we need to fix this. Riot is, like, the earliest one I can remember in terms of, like, it coming out in a big magnitude and, like, it being part of that, of, like, mm -hmm. the current wave we, we see of uh, people calling out workplaces and trying to fight for better um, work conditions and all that. And so it's nice to see this coming down on um, Riot having to, have, having to pay up and actually, like, make good on um, uh, paying paying these workers. I think that's awesome. I also do want to give a compliment to Kotaku here, right? Because as this, this article mentions, um, there was a damning investigative report from Kotaku about the, the sexual discrimination and harassment taking place at the company. And that's why we have to value... Um, uh, outlets like Kotaku. Like, I've seen Kotaku getting shit for the last week for various reasons. Uh, and, like, you know, I stand on certain places on what, what that conversation to, is. To, to jump in real quick here, yeah. I, I think it's important to remind people, Kotaku is not one person. It is many people. Yes. So you cannot like what one person did and like what someone else did and all of that. That's how this is. 1,000%. They're an outlet made up of, of many pe different people. And, like, you might have certain opinions about that outlet, but I think one thing that I will always respect Kotaku for is the fact that they're able to come out and do actual real jour journalism work and it have an impact like this where riots exposed for their the work culture and then people get compensated and people are be able to be treated better because the company culture has to change that is the value of an outlet like kotaku and so i hope they keep doing their thing i hope they keep um publishing reports like this and i hope that big companies that have all the money in the world stop mistreating their workers go get them go get them Story number five, Destiny 2 is raising the price of its season pass. This comes from Travis Northup at IGN. On its blog today, Destiny 2 creator Bungie announced a price increase for its standalone season passes, which grant players access to limited time activities and story content every three months. Uh, going forward, Bungie will ask Destiny 2 players to pay 20% more each season, up from $10 to $12 per season. Uh, Bungie simultaneously announced it will charge 10% more for its season pass rank bonus. Did they really say it in percentages? Because <laughs> that's fucking weird. Um, for season pass rank bundles, which speed up the process of maxing out each season's loot-filled progress bar. This increase will see the plus 10 ranks bundle go from $20 to $22. Uh, while this will impact anyone who has been buying season passes in Destiny a la carte, uh, the price increase does not affect those who already bought the full year of seasonal access via the deluxe version of Destiny 2 Lightfall, at least not until the next major expansion currently slated for next year, the final shape. The final shape. The final shape. They're running out of names for expansions. <laughs> <laughs> the final shape? That's what you came up with? <laughs> like Lightfall was so cool. Like the Forsaken, that's a cool one. The final shape. Yeah. Like they're gonna create a new one? I feel like the final shape, the logo is gonna look like the inside out logo from Pixar, just like the light here. Oh one. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? 
I fucked that up. But yeah. you, know, you get what I'm saying, though. You get what I'm saying. All right, everybody? Somebody Photoshop it. It'll make more sense. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah, yeah I got I got no nothing to say about this because I'm not I'm not a big Destiny person, but also like get things get more expensive. Video games have gotten more expensive. Destiny is for in a way free to play now, right? I know you're paying for expansions, but they gotta make their money somehow. And like a two dollar increase from uh ten dollars to twelve dollars and like for the other thing, right? For going from twenty dollars to twenty two dollars for the bundle. That doesn't seem that crazy. Yeah, so. I mean that's the thing is like this like it's a business, games cost money, they need to make money to be made and yeah. all of that so i totally get it um i do think that like the number seems very nominal like this seems like it's not really like a big enough shift to to bring that much to them but i'm sure that they have bean counters that figured it out that that Dude. is what they need to do and they're like yeah. we're not trying to overcharge for this we're trying to like just get what we need so i mean if you have what like a million players that are buying this season pass every season mm -hmm. that's two million more dollars you're making per season yeah $8 million by the end of the year if there's four seasons in a year. Is that how Destiny seasons work? I don't know how that works. They're saying case. three here, right? Content every three months. Okay, so, so yeah. Road of three, that's four. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So they're making that money. The math be math. And math be math and Tim. I don't, I don't know, know what to tell, to tell you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. It's Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, you know what I do know what to tell you, Bless? What's that? What the fuck's coming to Mom and Grop shops today? But where would I look if I wanted to tell you that? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Ooh, kind of a jazzy vibe there. Yeah, that was fun. It's always been jazz. That was a good jazz. Thank you. Thank you. Um, man, yesterday when they were doing the May the 4th stream, which was hilarious, everyone should go check that out, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Andy kept trying to play the like cantina music and stuff. Mm. And uh, he was doing the Andy thing where like... He was he, trying to play jizz. Yeah, he, and, and he got it like maybe 60% of the way. Um, and my brother <laughs> fucking just walks and go, oh, is that that jizz music? <laughs> and, like, cool I mean, Craig. he nailed it. Like, he that's fucking what, nailed that's it. But Cool Craig asking if it's the jizz music is just fucking, it sends me, everybody. Listen, Hilarious. I know the jizz music, and that's not it. <laughs> the, the jizz music is like, it's, it's what? It's the, um, oh, I don't know the, the, jing, the Pornhub jingle oh. what I was going to do. I was going to hum that. You don't know it. I don't know what off he the top. He doesn't know it. Yeah, okay. Everybody. Oh, I was going to sing it, but like what came to mind was the KFGD like, version of it. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> are those similar? Am I crazy? Or are those like similar Wait. tunes? Like dude, April dude, Fool's dude, dude, last or two years ago, we did a a, a Pornhub kind of funny jingle, which is I think what yeah where we were we announced we we're gonna do Pornhub and review. We we're gonna rank, review, and recap every Pornhub video. We should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Out today, Hogwarts Legacy on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, Demon Skin, ew Ugh. on uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Uh, Duru, a game about mole rats and depression Aww. on PC. Um, and then Marvel Spider-Man Remastered Standalone Edition on uh, PS5. Did you ever learn the naked mole rap from Kim Possible? You know? You're too old for that, weren't you? No, 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 no. No? Okay. No, no, no. I, I feel like it's one of those things if I had the first line or so, I'd be, it would just come back to me. Yo, listen in my up. Mind. That's the name. That's no. the first word. Yeah, keep first going. Line. Uh, yo, listen up. It's a holler for Ron. Naked mole rap is the name of the song. You know what? No. Here's a story. I know, I, oh, I know really? the song, but I, I know, I know, oh, I know the song. I don't know the words, though. Keep going, though. You know Sorry, what? The, you know what the, the one, and then go. I, don't, on, I mean, I'm not, I don't know all the words, but you know what? Truth, right now, you know what the truth is: how Ron met Rufus. Never seen a cat bark. Never seen a puppy. Bur uh, never seen a puppy. Fuck. Never seen a cat bark. Never seen a puppy purr. My cat. My, my My dad's allergic to every kind of fur. 
So he searched up Harry Pets on the internet, saw uh, well, he saw a JPEG of a pink thing, gonna need sunscreen. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first verse, that's the whole first verse. I'm not gonna do the rest. I, I love yeah. it though, that is, that is, congratulations. Thank you. You all got to see that, okay? Thank you. <laughs> I, had a deep, I had to dig deep into the memory yeah. chambers for that yeah. one. That was fantastic. Um, that, had a, that had a dope beat too. We had that on CD. Mm-hmm. Great deep, back in my day, we had the Rugrats rat. Which How'd that was, go? I was like, Tommy, Tommy, Chucky, feeling little Susie. <laughs> it's the Rugrats from under the mat. It's the Rugrats. It's the that rug also rat went rat. hard. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, what was that from? Like an episode? It was like one of those weird, like, once the episode ends, it would be like. Oh, like an interstitial. A little interstitial thing. And then they would just episodes. play it in between every commercial on Nickelodeon for years. <laughs> Can you do oh, the Pokey Rap? The Pokey Rap? Yeah. Electro diggle nitteran make even a summer tattoo. I don't know why. I don't know. Why Dragon Eye Gaslight. Of course you can. Polyrath Butterfree. I can keep going. There's no reason why. Like I shouldn't have asked that. I already. You shouldn't already know that. New dates for you: Harmony, The Fall, or Reverie. Yeah, Fall or Reverie, not of Reverie. I think it was supposed to be of Reverie. And this typo from where Harmony, The Fall of Reverie is coming June 8th on Switch and PC, and June 22nd on Xbox Series and PlayStation 5. That's the really interesting looking Don't Nod game. Oh, cool. Yeah, that looks a bit more like like uh, 2D art style, but still doing their narrative stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, we saw that at the um, Xbox showcase last year, right? Maybe. I feel like we saw it more recently. It might have been at a Nintendo indie thing. Um, this is a kind of funny.com slash year on. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we saw this one at the at the showcase. But um, Barry, you got Barry, by the way, you're going to have to do the DK rap at some point during this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a lot of rap back then. Yeah, oh, there was. The 90s, man. Dude. Crazy time. Uh, and I guess early 2000s for uh, Kim Possible. Um, which, like how, how, it's Will Friedle doing that rap. Yeah. It's Eric Matthews from Boy Meets yeah. World. <laughs> and like, you listen to that rap and you're like, yep, that's yep, Eric Matthews. That's, that's, that's Eric him. Matthews. That's his voice. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, and then Bug Snacks coming to iOS, iPad OS, and TV OS this summer. All of the Apple devices. Um, DJ Brad Chill writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can. Um, saying, what's good, guys? I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I have some thoughts brewing about Phil's comments from the X-Cast addressing the fact that great games won't dramatically shift the console market in Xbox's favor. Keyword here that a lot of people are missing is dramatically. I see both sides of the coin that Phil alludes to and which you all have discussed in length, but a real-world analog has come to mind, the Wii U. The Wii U had some legitimate high-quality first-party games in its lineup and was seen as a complete failure in many ways, but many of those games found Mondo success when they were ported to Switch. I feel like that may be a good example of great games not always carrying the influence we expect them to, and more the general opinion of the platform itself goes a long way for success. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Thankful for you guys, and congratulations to the X-Cast for a breakout episode that's getting so much love. Yeah, just starting there real quick. Thank you all for showing so much love to this episode of X-Cast. Hell it's yeah. been so freaking cool to see. We were just talking, we had our production meeting today, and currently it's over 200,000 views. It was trending number five on all of YouTube yesterday. Let's go. We got 2,000 new subscribers on YouTube. That's huge for us. So all of that stuff is incredibly cool, and it's all because the incredible work that everyone here does. Uh, but extra shout out to, to Mike, to Barrett, to Gary, to Paris, everyone that was part of that X-Cast um, doing such a good job that Phil and the Xbox team wanted to come to us. Yep. I think that's like a very important thing. It's not just like, like people always ask, like, why don't you guys just like, get Nintendo? Why don't you get PlayStation? Trust me, we would. <laughs> like, yeah. like Xbox comes to us because they like us and they like the X cast and they know that they understand the work we put in and they know the 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 job that we're going to do. So love that. And it's because of your support that we get to do things like that. And they'll get these opportunities. Now that that's all over, mm-hmm. addressing this. I do think that anytime somebody says something, you can take what you want from it and then you can like 
add as much weight to any single statement as you personally want to prove the point that you're trying to make. Him talking about software, like the quality of the software dramatically changing the amount of systems sold. I think to from listening to the XCast, my takeaway from it was he was saying that no matter what they do at this point, they're not going to catch up to the Switch or PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. which I think is completely true. I think that's valid, yeah. Yeah. But I also do think that there, if there were more higher quality games, it would sell more hardware. But Phil's not saying that it won't sell more. He's saying dramatic to the point of catching up to where the other guys are, which I just think is actually impossible at that point. Yeah, like you, I, I think you got to look at these things with the context of the conversation they're having. And a lot, a lot of people on the internet were taking that out of the context in terms of, oh, Phil's saying that they don't need that, like great games won't sell Xboxes. It's like, no, that's not what he's saying. He's talking about being in third place, which alone. Him mentioning that was one, like one of the one of the many things listening to the interview that blew my mind. Like while I was sitting out there uh, watching it live, right as it was happening, it was me and me, Roger, Greg, and Joey. And there's so many moments where like me and Roger just like looked at each other, like, "Did he just say that?" Oh my! And like when yeah. Phil addressed Xbox as being like, "Yeah, it's tough when you're the guys in third place," and like you know trying to talk about how to move and shift things. And immediately I looked at Roger, Roger, and we're like, "Dude, like." I don't think I've ever heard a company come out like that and be like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in third place. Like we're not one of the, the, the lead cons- the lead manufacturers in this industry right now. Um, one that was really honest, but then also, yeah, following up within that context of that conversation, talking about how we can put out great games. People aren't going to sell their PS fives to play X- to get Xboxes, right? People are going to get Xboxes. And I think that's the, that's the part where I don't disagree with Phil necessarily, but I think it is a valid strategy to go. We're going to put out, top tier first party games and have that be part have that be a core part of the strategy and try to sell as much xboxes as possible and have that be our key to success i think that is a valid very valid way to to be successful i think there's a lot of merit and value in that but he is specifically in that in that moment was talking about shifting the ties in terms of Mm -hmm. becoming uh or surpassing nintendo and playstation and yeah like that's not gonna happen and i think that was very fascinating in terms of enlightening the fact of hey, this is why Game Pass is part of our core strategy. He didn't say that, but that was my read on it. I assume that's many people's read on it, right? Of, hey, peop- the PS4, uh, Xbox One generation was so, uh, was the worst generation to lose because people are locked in now. I am gonna. I knew I was going to buy a PS5 because I have so many games from PS4 mm-hmm. and I can carry that library over. Yeah. I'm sure that's true for a majority of people out there. And that's just how, gonna, how, that's just, um, how things are going to be from now going on forward. Yeah, you want to give people Game Pass. You want to give people this backlog of libraries so that when they come into your platform, they don't feel like they're starting from a new game. They don't feel like they're cutting their, themselves off from this thing that, that they've built. I think that is a very... I, th- I think that thought coming from Phil makes sense. It helped, it helped me like visualize, oh, this is why Xbox is the way it is. This is why they're moving the way they're moving. This is why they're trying to make it cloud and, and Game Pass and um, everything about their ecosystem. Their the, business. Their business, right? Because that's the only way that they can shift tide right now is by going, here are all the reasons you can enter the ecosystem that aren't just the games. Like the yeah. games are important. And like, I don't think Phil would ever come out and be like, you know, great games are important. Like that's not what he's that's saying. That's not what he's saying at all. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like going back to this Wii U thing, which I do think there's a lot of interesting parallels, but I think that those parallels continue to where we're at here. You talking about Game Pass and all that, that being their strategy. I feel like it is the the hardware or the experience itself uh, applied to the rollout of the quality games or the lack of quality games that's really going to affect things one way or another. You look at the Wii U, I, I loved my Wii U. I loved the games that I had on it. I understand why other people didn't like the Wii U, but... Everyone knows now how great those Wii U games were because everyone played them on Switch. Why did that work? 
Because people wanted to play the Switch. The Switch worked. The concept worked. People bought into it and made sense. The concept of the Wii U did not make sense. When the Wii came out, people played tennis for the first time. They got it. They're like, this is the promise, and it is being delivered to us. We mm -hmm. understand it and get it. The Wii U never had that moment. Nintendo Land was nifty. It was fine. It was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. But it wasn't this like experience that's like, oh, games from now on are going to have this. The DS is another good example. The first time that you, you played a game that was like, to this day, there are games you can only play on DS because they were made for that format and for that system. And that made so much sense. It sold super well. Had such an amazing library of games. The Wii U, its titles weren't ever that special for what the Wii U was offering. Yeah. And people didn't want to play with those weird controllers or didn't want to buy this other system uh, without the promise of we're going to get something extra special here. Then the Switch comes out. The promise was it, you can take it on the go or you can dock it. It fucking worked. And then they're like, cool, we can now, because the games didn't have anything special tied to the Wii U, we can easily port them over here, yeah. right? And I think that that's where you see the success of all that stuff. But it is proof that like just the games isn't enough. But I don't think anyone's saying that. It's the games plus the hardware or these days software cloud whatever you want to call it like where you're playing the games um that that matters in addition to it's the strategy plus the the game's co uh, quality plus the rollout plan the scheduling of that you can't just like not have great games for a couple of years and then oh at the end of the life cycle here's some great games that's not how it works right like things get messy like then you look nobody not nobody many most people don't think of breath of the wild as a wii u game no even though it was on wii u yeah you know that's my thing is, you know, I think the we when we talk about the Wii U library, I don't think the Wii U library is objectively fantastic. I think it is personal. Oh, yes, it is. It's fine. Dude, no, it's not. Think about it. There's no 3D Mario or any. 3D, yes, there is. Mario 3D World. I don't count. Like, what do you mean that doesn't count? I would play any other 3D Mario aside from Sunshine over 3D World. So all four of them? We're talking yeah. about... Cool, great. We like, this three, I, listen, I would if if like if Gal if they put out a Galaxy Three on the Wii U, that would actually make me consider buying a Wii U for Galaxy Three. Like Mario Three D World is like just another. It, it felt like a. Uh, this is gonna sound like hate towards Mario Three D World. I really do enjoy Mario Three D World. Fantastic it's, Mario game. Man. It's not a system seller for me though. Like a Mario Galaxy Three or a Mario Odyssey is a system seller. Mario Three D World was a dope Mario game on a Nintendo platform. Every Nintendo pl platform has dope Mario games on it. Um, I'm almost positive that Mario 3D World sold more, but I mean, sure, maybe not like Wii U, but it, like I, for me, sales sales ability takes isn't the same as like selling a platform, right? Like you can have a lot of sales and not sell the console, um, but also like the same with Zelda. I know Breath of the Wild technically was on the Wii U. It was also on the Switch, and so why would I buy a, a Wii U for uh, Breath of the Wild, right? Like I think missing out on those two the two core things that you've gotten on every every Nintendo platform. Le lessens that library quite a bit and then like like what, what would you say are the best games on the wii u smash brothers smash mario kart mario kart and mario kart was early on too yeah i mean think of the smash I mean, other, library right? but like that's every, yeah. that's every other nintendo platform like but if, the if we're gonna call versions. it but they're not anymore <laughs> but <laughs> like, i mean but at the time yeah like <laughs> i don't know like for me i think you need way we more can't than keep that now in context when we're thinking about what was going on at like 10 years ago yeah, yeah. ps3 ps3 didn't have any hits because you know ps4 Last had of so Us, many remakes better <laughs> yeah but like PS, ps3 I, uh, ps3 had more like bangers though right like i think we're talking about the wii u you gotta have if, if ps3 had more bangers than than, than the, the wii u yes i i mean I, my <laughs> thing is I, I don't think that that is like definitively true I, it is definitively I true day, i think at the end of the day ps3 wins i got yeah. that clear i'm not making the argument that wii u wins i'm just saying i don't think that it's like the 
Oh, they're in completely You're, different leagues. It's a Nintendo platform where like we're like, oh yeah, the best games were Smash and um what, 3D World? I forget the other game that we said. Yeah, 3D World, Smash Mario, Mario Kart, 3D and Mario Kart. Uh, also Xenoblade, new, new Super Mario Brothers. That's something U, that every platform, every Mario Nintendo Kart platform 8. has. But that's what that's what that's what Nintendo platforms are. They play Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> what do PlayStation games do? They play PlayStation games. <laughs> I guess for me, I look at the Switch. And I even look at like I, I look at other Nintendo platforms that have, as having way more than that, right? Like the Super Nintendo had the iconic that had an iconic Zelda game that was exclusive. Tropical to it, right? Freeze that had Super Mario World. Okay, cool. Shovel like, Knight at first. Too. Okay, cool. Tropical Freeze. One of the greatest 2D platformers ever of all time across any platform. All right. Was it, was it, was Tim, it a system seller? What was your Wii U versus Vita thing, right? Yeah. Who won that argument, by the way? This you motherfucker. Did. Just Let's say it again. So like, if so, if, Roger, get, out, get it on if, the socials. If somebody, the better software lineup, the Wii U or the PS3. If somebody came to you and they were like, you can choose only one Nintendo software library for a platform, right? Like, mm -hmm. you, like here are all these con Nintendo uh, consoles. You can only play one library. I'm taking Wii U over Wii. I'm telling you right now. I wouldn't. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put the Wii over the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, name the games. For the Wii? Yeah. Smash Brawl, uh, Mario Kart, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Need I Go On, New Super yeah, Mario Brothers. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, I think that a lot of the games you name, the Wii U versions are better. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart, Princess. way better than Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, way, and like, way, Twilight way better. Princess, the definitive version for a while was the GameCube, GameCube. version. <laughs> and then you could play that version essentially on Wii U. Skyward Sword is fine very overhyped at the time of release uh and then wind waker hd also baby got wind waker hd which the switch doesn't even have so <laughs> yeah i also got wii sports i didn't even name wii sports that's a great one am i am i crazy Andy? am i am i getting insane here i don't know i don't know put up the poll every I don't even we, know wii U library is. was fine is what i'm saying uh nintendo makes bangers. that's what i'm saying it doesn't matter what fucking generation every single one is a w baby for the games for the games for the games um i don't even know where the fuck i am anymore you're I mean, wrong. That's where yeah. we are. <laughs> Wait, you're saying <laughs> I'm wrong or I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking the you're Let's wrong? Let's see what people have to say here. Uh, Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, I was already corrected here, but I said Gorilla made resistance. They made kill zone. That is correct. Um, Nano says Carl Urban is also in Lord of the Rings. Nano? I, I swear to God, Nano. <laughs> I swear to God, Nano. GK Sam 10 says David Haddad is the current president of WB Interactive Entertainment. He stuck around despite most of the other Warner leadership being cleared out after the Discovery deal, which is interesting. Um, Borzin00 says the final shape is called that because we're going to discover the final shape of the universe. <laughs> okay. Um, Fucking nerds. Yeah. And then. And then Nano uh, says that uh, Harmony, the Fall of Reverie, was revealed at the Nintendo Showcase, not the Xbox Showcase. Okay. Last year. What, what am I thinking about? There was the Xbox Showcase that looked, that trailer we saw there didn't give me enough, but where it was the Limbo team, right? Is that what we were talking about? No. Okay. This was Don't Nod. So, like, the. What, okay, that's where you, I got. Are you thinking of Cocoon? I don't know. But because remember, there was like two Limbo type games from the team. Yeah, there was the one that came out in um, November. Yeah. Uh, you played I, it. Pl I played it and reviewed it. Fuck. Harrow Fields. Heroin. What, what was that game called? <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's something field. It's the name of a town. It's the name of the yeah. town. Somerville. 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 There we go. Yeah. And then there was the other one that Cocoon. I thought it was Cocoon. this. Cocoon. Cocoon. 
Okay, cool. Cocoon? <laughs> cocoon? Cocoon? What? Cocoon. Cocoon. Oh, just like cocoon. Yeah, it's a cocoon, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Cocoon. <laughs> what a fucking Friday, everybody. And we're just starting, man. We're about to head And also, out. of all the people that are, in the, that are in the chat talking about, oh, man, blessings wrong, blessings wrong, bad take, bad take, bad take. Why didn't you buy a fucking Wii U? It didn't sell because the library was mid. That's not it. No, it was that's mid. Not, no, it was a mid. Did you library. listen to what I said this entire time? The Wii U didn't sell because nobody wanted the hardware, and the promise was never sold. Was that's both. why it didn't. It was sell. both. No, it's not because it's not, the library right. wasn't sure. there. It's not sure. that at all. And then, and all the Nintendo Directs during that period were the all so excited for The library was continuously great. It was the hardware that got in the way. Was that not the era of Nintendo Directs where every Nintendo Direct were like, "Oh, this is this is boring. This is not it." That's. I mean, that is that different than now. That's that's always, man. People just fucking hate. They hate everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week's host, we have uh, me and Greg on Monday. And then fucking finally, unless it gets taken from me, Tuesday, me and Lucy James will be hosting for the first time. Uh, Wednesday, Blessing and Greg. Thursday, Blessing and me. Friday, me and Blessing. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Remember, if you're watching live right now, Andy's about to join us. We're about to answer all of your super chats. So go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games to get all them things prepped uh, right in your thoughts. If you're, it doesn't even need to be a question. If you just want to make a statement to us about your thoughts on the Vita, the Wii, the Wii U, the fucking, I don't even give he a shit. The, he said the Wii U library is better than the PS3 library. I did or not he, say that. He said, okay, I did he not said, say He that. said it was an argument, though. Did not put words he, said it, he said it was debatable. Said, no. What'd no, you say? What did no. you say? You did I, say it was, there was I, I'm saying that it's like, it's not like fucking like oh my god there's not a fucking chance in hell like that's all i'm saying is it's not like oh the wii u my, my point is the wii u library is fucking GTA fantastic 5. oh yeah. we're counting third-party like, games congratulations. now congratulations okay, well, well yes i am because there's no third-party games on the wii u I'm oh, zombie part, you. okay zombie. <laughs> sorry i forgot about assassin's creed 3 in the mass effect game yes. that had been yes. out forever arkham city <laughs> i i am including third-party Lego games city undercover <laughs> And Pikmin. This is off the rails. Said. This is so off the rails. Um, all right, we're going to finish this, and we're going to keep this How many of y'all energy going, you? though, okay? With all the YouTube Super Chats. And then we're going to do the fun stream, and then we're going to do more streams. And then we're going to do in-review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for patreon.com slash supporters. I love you all. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. Um, <laughs> let us know in the comments below. We're going to yell more in this post. Oh, I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. I'm going to yell oh, more. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to have fun. But until next time, I love you all. It's been our pleasure to serve you.